Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Lemonade, because let's face it, we could all use a little sweetness right now. Hi, welcome to Lemonade. Allie, what's Lemonade? Lemonade, there's some good stuff happening and we're going to try to show it to you. Well, that's I like that one. That's the best one so far. Short and sweet. Do you want to know what my pun is? It's not really a pun, but I found it clever because I found it on the internet. Yes, always. Episode 13 is called Not On My Watch. I want you to think about it. Wow. No, I, I already got oh, she, it. I knew you would because she reads <laughs> and she like understands. I knew, I knew you'd get that. Other people at home. Uh, not On My it's Watch. Cute. I like it. You're I like it. You're welcome. I like it. What's yeah. been going on? Um, last week, you were absent. I did a little mini-sode with uh, Aaron, who we had the first time, our first guest on our yeah, show. Awesome. Yeah, Because she has another uh, challenge, weight loss challenge coming up starting today or yesterday, I guess. Yeah, yesterday. So um, she came on and talked about that. Nice. What's been going on with you? Uh, it's just been kind of with the entertainment world. Everything's starting to pick back up and open up, which is so great. And that's super awesome. Um, yeah, what's not awesome is I'm probably in the middle of a breakup, which has been tough. Um, but yeah, it's a whole long thing. Um, went up to visit family and um, stayed up there a little longer, like mental health break. So took some time up up in Monterey, which is beautiful. Um, and then I bought myself a car. So that's <laughs> what's been going on. <laughs> Treat yourself. All right. I, I, bu- I bought a car too, but it wasn't anything nice. What did you buy? A Mercedes. Yeah, it's a little nicer than like a Nissan Altima. No, that wouldn't have been a good for yourself. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> I mean, no, that's good. That's, that's all I, I mean, it's for. good. It's good. <laughs> so, um, what else? But uh, yeah. So, oh, so I actually, this is a fun fact. I'm actually deciding that I wanted to for a long time. And so, of course, you know, when things happen like this, where you find yourself with extra like emotions running through your, your body and chemicals and stuff, you, I try to think, think of how I can take all that energy, take all that emotion and turn it into like productive energy. So I've been wanting to do a, um, I've been wanting to get my certification as a, an integrative, integrative, it's really hard to say, integrative, uh, health coach and nutrition coach. And so that's what I've started to do. And, um, I'm excited about that. How do you get that licensure? You just, uh, take, you go to, you know, a school and they, you pay them a lot of money and then you study. (laughs) Oh, really? How long does it take? It's like a year. Oh, did you start the classes already? No, but I've just done like the, the enrollment stuff and then I'll hopefully be starting soon. Are they in person? But this is cool. Are they it's, online? No, it's online. I think they're out of like New York or something, but it's, um, it's the place that like yeah, Deepak, Deepak Chopra and Gabby Bernstein and Andrew Weil, um, they all teach there. So they're all, it's a pretty, uh, a pretty good group of folks, I think that I'm going to be educated by. Yeah. Um, and when does it start? It's kind of whatever. It's all open enrollment. So I think I can actually start it like in another, I think I can probably start it next week. Oh, can you like, you can't like bust through it in one week, right? Like just 24 hours a day going through all this stuff? No, I don't (laughs) think so. I think it's a little more intense. Oh, (laughs) 
I wish that's what it was. I'm in the middle of my master's degree and I have, I like four weeks left in this class I'm in now and then one class in the fall and a research project that I I hate every minute of it uh, because it's having to do with teaching and I'm not teaching anymore. So, but it would be really stupid and this advice for everybody, it'd be really stupid for me to drop out with two classes left of a master's program. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, so I'm yeah. sticking it out, but the professor's definitely getting my my hints at I don't want to do this in my assignments. When he's like, how does um, this communication with parents article relate to you and your career as a teacher? And I'm like, it doesn't because I'm not a teacher. And like, that's my answer. <laughs> and then I'll get the email the next day that's like, um could you at least try to pretend like it like relates to you somehow? And I'm like, all right, whatever. Just get me through this stupid class and get me done. Yeah. I've worked so, so hard so for close. this. Ugh. You're so close. You're almost there. You're at the finish line. Um, On a good note, I talked with Aaron about it last week. I've lost 16 pounds total since I moved to Los Angeles. And at least 12 of those have been in the last six months. So I'm going to do her little first form challenge again, um, which has been really fun. And people can sign up if you listen to the last episode. You can find her at Aaron underscore Mountain underscore. Um, and I think Friday is like the final day to uh, put in your stats and get signed up. So that's a lot of fun. But that's that's a positive note. Ali, I have people noticing, which is the that's, that? I have people noticing, which is that's the cool oh, part. Amazing. Yeah. And then also, like, do you notice more than like, I know, at least for my own experience, like more than like the, the actual weight, um, do you notice like your clothes are fitting, are fitting differently or you feel just kind of in general better in your yeah. body? Like the-, the clothes that, oh, the clothes that I was wearing every day, I didn't notice. And then I was like, it's, I had one of those outfits everyone has in their closet where they're like one day. I'll put that yeah, back on, but not now because I'm too big. And then I was like, oh, how much do I want to disappoint myself today? So I put it on and it it was fine. It was actually a little big. And I was like, oh, um, Jesus. Maybe. And we're back. Yeah. It's funny. I went through this weight loss at 22 and I'm 32. So maybe every 10 years I just need to reboot. But I don't notice myself feeling much different. That's the thing. I notice myself looking different. And I, always, I noticed this when I lost a bunch of weight in my 20s, too, is that people are nicer to you. And I know it shouldn't always be that way, but people are a lot nicer to you when you are thinner. It's, it's strange. To be devil's advocate, do you think that might be your perception? It could be my perception. Um, and I haven't noticed it as much as now as I did when I was younger. But I... I think a lot of it when I was younger and I was bigger, I would go to an open mic night, for instance, and I'd play some songs and then I wouldn't get a lot of people talking to me. I wouldn't get shows booked. Um, You fast forward a little bit. I dropped 30 pounds and I play open mic, didn't play anything different. And all of a sudden I'm I'm a lot more popular and a lot more people are paying attention. So it's a little reflective of society today. But I mean, everyone should strive to be healthier. Anyways, and if it does motivate you that people are nicer to you, <laughs> I've been on both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope that that's not, but yeah, you know, I think ultimately just being healthy and feeling better in your skin and feeling better in your body and, and, you know, food, like you know, the, the big thing, obviously, like one of the reasons I'm doing this nutrition thing is food is medicine. Food is literally the best thing that you can do to make sure all your systems are working properly to safeguard against injury. Uh, an illness, and um, it literally is, is you know, it's medicine. Yeah, but don't eat too much of it, no matter what you're eating. 
That's another thing. <laughs> no, that's People can overeat and, and that I causes a lot of issues. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any good news? I do. Uh, a couple things. So a couple of interesting little tidbits. Let me pull this one up here. Okay. So these are funny when you hear the names of these, but there's one of them. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a choice. Which one do you want to hear first? I've got bunny archaeologist and subway baby. Subway baby. Okay. So this is actually a really cool story. Basically 21 years ago, this gentleman who happened to be um, in a same-sex relationship that wasn't legal at the time, he, um, in New York, happened to find this baby in the subway. He was, like, leaving the platform and about to, like, head up the stairs and go about his, his evening. And the baby, like, moved. And he's like, oh, my God, this is not a, a doll. This is a real baby. So he went and took the baby, cared for it, and then obviously found the authorities and the appropriate people. Um, and anyway, long story short, he thought he was, you know, going to be involved in the baby's life by maybe like sending a Christmas card every year or something like that. But he was asked to be the witness at this hearing for the foster, like for the new foster agency or something. And the judge asked him, uh, she says, do you want to, do you want to just do you want to adopt this baby? And if you do, or if you want to foster the baby and then adopt, I can make that like an expedited process for you because this baby's been abandoned. So he thinks about it for a split second without asking his partner. He says, yes, I want this baby. Uh, and then he has to convince his partner. They almost broke up over it. Um, um, they eventually like a couple of years later ended up, um, you know, obviously working through that agreeing to, you know, <laughs> the partner fell the partner fell in love with the baby the first time he holds it, you know, that kind of thing. And then they end up permanently adopting the baby, like I think a year and a half later. Um, and now it's the kid's 21st birthday. He's super, you know, talented, smart dude. And um, he's at a loving home and he's 21 years old. So I thought that was kind of a fun story. Uh, oh, and then when, when the child whose name is Kevin was young, the couple wrote a book, like a kid's book about his story. And um, so he used to bring that into show and tell with his friends at school. Uh, anyway, just kind of a fun story. And just a lovely, a lovely home was created. A lovely family was created by that one uh, fluke, you know, chance okay. thing that they I love did. that. But how did, in the book, how did they explain a baby being abandoned? Like, and how did, can you I do a quick improv scene of? <laughs> I don't, I have not read the book, but um, <laughs> I think it was just something like, we saw this beautiful baby on the side of the platform. No one questions. Decided. No one has any questions about that. You know, I'd be that third, like third grader. That's like, um, where's your real parents? And what happened on the, why the subway? I'd be that dick. The foster parents were sent from God. <laughs> <laughs> And can you imagine a baby named Kevin nowadays? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Isn't that weird? It's not. I don't think it's a popular name anymore, is it? Well, there's a couple of names, which is funny that you mentioned that. That they they just don't sound. No matter how young the person is or the baby is, they don't sound like they're a baby. They sound like they're an adult. So, I think like Howard is like that. Um, what baby else? Like, Howard, <laughs> but you call them Baby <laughs> Howie, little Howie. Yeah, yeah, Howie, I guess. What about? But there's a few names that, like they just don't sound like kids' names. Oh, I love that. We should come up, Barbara, <laughs> baby Barbara. Barbara. Yeah, that's my mom's name. <laughs> baby Babs. But it's, it's Bonnie. Bonnie is the, the nickname. Oh, that sounds like a baby name. Yeah, baby, baby Howard, <laughs> maybe Kevin. Baby Howard. I did run across. <laughs> it's funny. I'm actually looking to adopt a um a little a little doggy. 
And one of the dogs, I kid you not, its name was POTUS. Mm. And so then that made me wonder, what are the rules? Can you rename a dog? I mean, let's say they're a few years old and they're used to a name. Like, is it bad like a child to rename the dog? Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to name that dog. I'm not going to keep calling that dog POTUS. That's stupid. My dog responds to Bubba or um, Booga or like, so I don't, I think you can maybe do another name that's like a quick, a quick nickname, not like Mr. Universe. Don't name your dog Mr. Universe, but like rename it something like a nickname, <laughs> like just something quick that they'll get used to hearing super fast yeah. um, instead of something long, like Melody. Don't do that. No. What dog are you going to get? I don't know. I just want a cute little dog. Jesus, Hallie. There's a lot going on in your head. Are you sure you want a dog right now? going on? Yes, I want unconditional love. Darn it. Oh, we're getting deeper. We're getting deeper. We're getting deeper. What's your name? I need a therapist and I need a dog. I need a therapist and a dog. This can be your therapy. You can let loose. People don't want to hear happy Allie all the time. They need real Allie. They need real Allie. Where's real Allie? Real these days. You know, having your heart ripped out does that to you. It does. Yeah. I know. I ended up here because of it. I ended up with you because of it. See, good things come from it, though. Good things come. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, sometimes it's just so hard to understand, uh, not to fall down that rabbit hole. But um, when you know that there's when your partner has some issues and it's just, how do you get past them? How how do you how do you like you can't do it for them? They've got to get there themselves. Yeah, and then anyway, no, I I was thinking about it. I agree, and I think the problem with my last partner was that he was. Gosh, he's he's 50 years old now, and there's going to be a point. I, I just had to accept that he's never going to attack those issues. He's never going to. And I, yeah. I'm i not going to be able to fix it for him, and all I tried to do was fix it for him. So at some point, I, for my sanity, you, you can – and all you want to do is, to like, shake him and be like, okay, why are you obsessed with your mother? No, <laughs> That got personal. <laughs> Hold on a second. Why Why don't you love? Why don't you have feelings? Why don't you feel things? Yeah. And I can't, totally. I, I couldn't fix him. He's never going to be fixed. In fact, this last week, I got drunk, actually two weeks ago, and I did my usual, I, I, for some reason, I'll get angry and text him and it'll be like, I hate you. I hate everything you did to me. F you. It, it's just mean. And then, you know, I won't hear from him for two weeks. And then um, I will. And he goes on. He just points fingers and blames me. And he's like, why would you? You're so mean. You're so mean. And I'm like, that was five years of hell you put me through. Can you see that once in a while? Why I'm so mean and so angry? And I said, you expect me to let things go? You let it go. If I got mad and angry at you, I'm sorry. You let it go. And then he continued to say, you just hold grudges and I don't want to talk about it. So I finally, for the first time, ended the conversation. I was like, I'm done. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Leave me alone. And then three days later, you want to hear what he texts me? I'm just trying to get your mind off everything. Three days later, when I say I do not want to hear from you anymore, I'm done doing this with you. He says, hi, Megan. Hope you're snuggled up. This is at four in the morning. I do miss you. Just don't want to rehash old business. Hope you're doing well. Sorry I'm a colossal dick kissy face. Why does he do that? Don't you awe him? 
<laughs> Why does he do that? I told him to leave me I, alone. I think he's trying to be nice and to apologize for being a jerk. Oh, sorry, colossal dick. He's colossal <laughs> dick. And but he will never stop being a colossal dick. He'll apologize. Yeah. What does an apology think- mean to you? It means you won't do it again, right? He will always no, be no, that. No. No, I think he's saying he's sorry that he was. Not that he's not going to continue to be a dick, but he just wants you to know that he's sorry. Um, it, it's not like an invitation, like "come on back, I'm all fixed." But he's saying, "I'm sorry." I should. That's at least him recognizing that he sh- that he made a mistake. So I think take that and help that in part of your, you know, be part of your healing. And um, you know, and I'm obviously speaking from you know past and current experience, but but honestly, like. If we, even if you're wronged by somebody in so many ways, if we don't forgive them, guess who has to carry around that hurt? We do. So ultimately, even if they don't deserve forgiveness, it's better for us to do that just so we can move on with our lives and not not walk around with that weight on our shoulders. I don't know so how to yet. Yeah. I still don't know how to. It's people for us, not for them if they don't deserve it. Right. I think even now, like I have, a, I can't, like, I, I wish there was just something I could say that like, let me just let go and let me feel better about this. But that was five years of like pure brain torture and gaslighting and insanity. He's never going to change, which goes back to you, which is what I was saying was that I can't, I'm never going to fix him. He's just going to always be this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Really tough. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get into my issues right now. Just, uh, just in case, you know, there's still a way to work things out. And then he listens to this podcast. So <laughs> does he listen? I don't know. I made him listen to a few. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to this one. You make him feel better about you by saying, listen to my crazy uh, podcast partner and what she's doing to her ex-boyfriend. I mean, really, <laughs> we seem pretty sane oh. at this point. Um. But yeah, I, I feel you. And again, if I had not met him, I wouldn't have ended up out here because I basically came out here to, originally to win him back. But there's still a huge part of me that wishes he'd just say, I'll marry you. I made a mistake. Come home. There's still like a heart, like a part of my heart that wishes that that would just magically come true and my fairy tale ending would happen. And it's just not going to happen that way. So. Yeah, I hear you. Well, keep reminding yourself that you... um you deserve better than that. You deserve someone that can give you that. And so save that space for that new partner. Uh, there's no space in my 450 square foot studio. <laughs> in your heart. Oh, sorry. My bad. My B. <laughs> What's your next news story? Um, okay. So this is actually kind of really cute and very fun. Um, I thought it was very fun. So this is fun. The headline is, Rabbits unearth Stone Age treasures on a Welsh island. <laughs> and yes, you read that. You heard that headline correctly. Roberts really, <laughs> Roberts, rabbits really did unearth Stone Age treasures, assisting in a major archaeological discovery. This was on Stockholm Island in Wales. Uh, by the way, there were only two residents of this island. They are the curators of the island who do all this archaeology stuff, two human I should say, to human residents. The rest are bunnies. Um, oh a Welsh God. bunny burrowing and building themselves a new home and uncovered ancient pottery shards and tools from the Stone Age. How crazy is that? Huh. This is stuff that no one had found in a really long time, obviously. Um, this island hadn't 
had anything on earth for a while. But the curators, Richard Brown and Giselle Eagle, are the island's only human inhabitants. Oh, this is cute. They were sure happy to find out what their animal neighbors had dug up. Oh, my God. Now I know I how like you feel about my puns. Yeah, right? I feel like you would. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so they uh, captured images of unique discoveries and then sent them to researchers to be evaluated and studied ultimately. But what they found was, among other things, a 3,700-year-old Bronze Age uh, burial urn and a beveled pebble, which is like a tool that they used um, – that hunter-gatherers used in the Mesolithic period about 9,000 years ago. This is pretty major stuff they found. And um, anyway, the rabbits have been living there on Stockholm Island for a long, long time, like generations of rabbits. Their island was once used as a rabbit farm by the Vikings in the late 10th century. And some of those bunnies are descendants of the Viking bunnies. So that's the fun fact. anyway that's all i got i thought that was a really cute i love that story are both so the two people that live there one of them's not like a kidnap victim right no no, i think they're a couple and they're both archaeologists okay i just stockholm island i just want to make sure i know (laughs) that's good (laughs) clever i just wanted to make sure um do you want to hear my life advice for the week even though it's sketchy sometimes yeah, of course. This always. one is reach out to people. So I've made it a goal. I didn't used to call my grandparents, but now I try to call each set of grandparents. So I just have one and then two. But I call them now traffic. I love traffic because it's like the good time to like pop in my AirPod and talk to my grandparents. So find something that you don't like sitting in. I mean, if traffic's a great one. Drive home from school, drive home from work um, and reach out to somebody you haven't talked to for a while. And talk to them. Make them feel better. Do you have any life advice, Sally? Um, well, I'm trying to think. Um, if you have – so today the other thing I did was I went to go get my vanity, like obnoxious vanity plates, the black legacy plates, which look pretty rad. Mm-hmm. And it might – my plates are custom. They talk about – I'm not going to say exactly what my license plate is, but it says – it has the word zen in it. So I love it. So it's me. But in any event, um, they're letting you do that. They wouldn't let people do it at the DMV for a while because of COVID. They just like wanted people in and out. These are old. So this is, I I didn't go to the DMV. I went to AAA. Oh, of course. That's the right way to go, everybody. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And I actually found out I had a membership for AAA the last two years and like didn't know about it. Um, but in any event, um, I was like, oh, this is great. I can use it. So went there and they were very helpful and went to switch my regular plates for the the white plates for the black plates and it turns out that apparently um if you don't re-register your plates like after you haven't used them for a couple years they like they report them as like lost so now i've got to put this whole request in with the with the dmv um and then i've got to come back in like four to six weeks for it to actually be ready oh yeah. Anyway, my life advice, I guess, would be to reiterate your advice. Get AAA. Super awesome. Thank you. I knew you'd come around. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no that's, that's, my, that's exactly that's my tip. I love that. Everyone uh, should have and- AAA. Well, especially if you're in a big city and you don't want to deal with the DMV, AAA will do it for you. Yeah. I, I, mean, actually- I would have been super bummed if I had waited at the DMV in line for like a couple of hours and then like, oh, you got to come back later. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's the, th- that's the thing they tell you, too. They wait till you get to the front. And then they're yeah. like, oh, you don't have all the stuff. And I was like, well, three hours ago would have been a great time to tell me that instead of me waiting. Because that's when I get, they, they, they don't want you to get mad at them. But that's when you get mad. They sh- that's just, when you go postal. Yeah. I would rather just be told like 15 minutes in that you don't have the right stuff rather than three hours. So, yeah, AAA. I love it. Uh, Allie, do you have anything else for this one? Um, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Oh my god, she's all full of it. She's like thinking Buy Ethereum. But the only problem is it keeps going up, so I'm gonna wait for it to dip slowly, and then you know it's hard to time it, like Nick was saying. But um, yeah, it's on my radar right now. I'm watching it intently, watching it, I'm waiting for it to dip just ever so slightly, so I can buy my Ethereum. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, stay tuned next week for a new episode of Lemonade. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.